Hi, and welcome to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, highlighting artists, teachers, authors, and philanthropists, people of the regenerative movement who are committed and who showcase a planetary leadership and purpose. My name is Julian Guderlein, and in today's episode, I'm hosting an interview with Lucas Nelson. Lucas knows all about legacies. Indeed, he's been working hard, carving his own for most of his young but extremely eventful life, balancing his work as the frontman of Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real, an emergent and vital force in American music. With his regular gig as Neil Young's band leader and lead guitarist, and of course, the never-ending road alongside his father in Willie Nelson and family. In song after song and stage after stage, Lucas has sharpened the edges of his singular sound on the nodes to his influences while also publish it, push, pushing forward into uncharted territory. And we've met a few times in Davos, actually, Lucas and I, uh, where I heard him share his insights and uh, opinions about the state of the world. And so I want to invite him with these words. Welcome, Lucas. Yes, uh, that was a fun time in Davos. We got to meet a lot of interesting people and Jane Goodall was a highlight for me. Um, like among others but uh yeah i just think that um, the main challenge we have ahead of us um is finding uh unity there's a lot of disparity um right now uh there's a lot of i feel like fundamentally we all want the same thing but uh unfortunately we have different ways of approaching how to get that one that same thing and what i mean by the same thing is um, we all want health care we all want um, to be in you know to be able to to uh, survive financially we all want to be able to um, uh, i think everybody understands the need to protect the planet and yet some people are more able to um, give of themselves in order to do so than others. And so what we have to do is try and find uh, bridge the gap between those that um, have a lot um, and don't have a lot uh, because th those that have a lot, I think, have more of a responsibility to lead the effort in uh, uh, taking care of those that don't have a lot and also in taking care of the planet so that those that don't have a lot um, have more freedom to make the right decisions. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and that's a challenge because, you know, we have so many people that of course want to save the planet, but then also they, they can't, you know, they're worrying about getting their next paycheck. And in this, at this time right now, especially, <laughs> you know, it's so hard to, but there's also, there's a silver lining uh, because you can also say, well, that, that we now have time to educate ourselves more. Um, and hopefully our individual governments are taking the right steps to take care of those who, who are struggling right now. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. For those who are tuning into this episode later than the release date, we're right now at the end of March, 2020, right? Where the coronavirus has brought most people in the world to isolation. And we're seeing that some governments are responding really responsibly and the leadership is, is, is maybe, let's say, better than in other places. Um, I, I like what you're saying because the distribution of the resources or the access to those resources is really the biggest um, turning point, I think, in how we can get 
to a place where there's a world that works for everyone, really a, a world that allows people to be in freedom in a way that they can give their energy to the world. Um, let's go a little bit deeper because I, I would love to understand like just right off the bat, like if you were to personally or with a group of experts address the education system, um, maybe even in the context of lifelong learning, like what are some ideas that are, that are floating, floating um, in your world? Well, I have actually been talking to some experts about uh, the education system, and I think student debt is one of the um, the biggest issues uh, that that people face. I mean, really, there's nothing regulating uh, colleges and universities and even private high schools from raising tuition every single year. Um, and by the time uh, a student gets out of college, um, depending on their their vocation that they choose um, the chances are very high that they will be in debt the rest of their lives yeah. and so and so um, I, I've, I've talked with many people um, in fact um, in the White House uh, there are some uh, very smart people I think Ivanka I was at Davos and she was she's actually talked uh, to me about the uh that that is a passion of hers is trying to um somehow which is a bipartisan issue of course somehow fix the the student debt crisis that we have in our country at least i'm not yeah. sure how it is in 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 every country in the world i mean that but but over here that's a huge issue um and it also uh, can discourage many people from getting educated and i think on a deeper level that makes it so that um for example if somebody from um, a low-income family knows for sure that they're not going to be able to go to college because if they go to college um or first of all they can't afford it um then in the same way i think that that we sort of tend to um how do i put this it's almost like college becomes uncool mm. and education becomes uncool it's, when, it's only really accessible to a few right and, and yeah, if it's only accessible to a few yeah. then those then it becomes like well you know most people can't go so then it be it, it so then like social trends sort of lean towards creating a stigma around education as not only unattainable and elitist but uh uncool and so that i think is the main issue with with um this sort of um mass uh uneducation uneducated sort of um you know people sort of idolize even in our in our popular culture uh, people who are uneducated and that becomes like the, because that's how you know they they can only relate to what they feel is it speaks to them and um, you know if you're growing up on the street then you listen to street music if you're growing, you know what I mean and that's that makes sense yeah. it you makes know? a lot of sense I think it's very interesting to take an international lens on it. I grew up in Germany, as, as you might remember. And, uh, you know, I think a semester costs about 600 euro admin fees, but that's it. 
So there is a very low probability to go into debt. And so in, in an international kind of com comparison, it's always been one of the things that made very little sense about the US system to, as you said, create such an elitist um, educated society that then I think in times like Corona right now, we're seeing a backlash, right? Where there's a no access, no availability, no funds. People, people have, you know, um, not enough to maybe sit, sit at home and, and, um, and, and just, just wait this out, you know? Yeah. It's, it's an interesting, uh, you know, I mean, and, and it, you know, I just mentioned Ivanka cause she was at Davos, but there are many, many people who are trying to tackle this education issue, uh, in the United States. And, um, and I obviously don't agree with everything that administration, um, puts out. But, you know, I think that what we need to do is try and find a ways to, especially in this time, this is one of the most unifying times in the, in, in the world, in a, in a way. And it's, I think we have so much potential to treat this as a catalyst for a whole new paradigm in creating a better world and, um, and working together um, for common goals bipartisanly without you know the the because you know i think that everybody it's the only other thing that could have unified the world in this way um in my in my brain is uh, uh like an alien invasion you know uh, I mean? because we're all uh, we're well all who knows alien. maybe that's next <laughs> yeah well i hope not because we're well i hope and even even that could be maybe looked at in not such a fearful way that could be well I, I think from the current experience curve out there in the world uh, there's two things two trends I, I like where this conversation is going where that I like I relate with you one I think we still need another few years for aliens because we even like literally people are afraid of shitting themselves when there's a coronavirus so they go buy toilet paper and yeah. you can't literally find it anywhere which is I understand a lot of fear but also quite a joke and then yeah. at the same time now, for the first time that we're so unified in, in terms of a global experience, we can really see drastic measures for a better world that works for everyone with a like homeostasis ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Actually, those drastic actions are now really possible because we just saw ourselves, seen ourselves do those drastic actions for coronavirus. So right. as you're saying, like it's actually turning into a huge opportunity to not go back to business as usual. Exactly. This is the time where we cannot go back to business as usual. I, and, and there's a great book, uh, a great set of books. Um, uh, do you know Paul Hawken? Do you know who Paul Hawken is? Yeah. Um, so he wrote uh, a long time ago, he wrote a book called The Project Ecology, the Ecology of, of Commerce. And then the most recent one is Project Drawdown. And Project Drawdown um, illuminates in very concrete terms, all of the methods we could use to achieve drawdown, which is reverse of global warming, not just stopping global warming, but sequestering carbon from out, out of the atmosphere. Uh, because the, the task is not uh, just to stop global warming, it's to reverse global warming so that we can pull that carbon out of the atmosphere. Um, and, uh, and that's the only way we're going to save our planet. So. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good coincidence that the episode that is published right before you is with Amanda Joy Ravenhill, who was part of Project Drawdown um, with the Buckminster Fuller Institute that she, um, she chairs. And so 
I think these projects are becoming more real every month that we're going into this new decade, right? Um, th those projects that actually allow us to, I like what you said, like bringing down the carbon, which is obviously like the actual way it's happening. Mm -hmm. The picture I would love for, for people and humanity to start seeing at some point is us as a species being in connection with the carbon cycle. Because yeah. really, there's a carbon cycle and we're already part of it right now. Just that right now we're imbalancing it quite a bit. And yeah. at one point we want to be in like an equilibrium with the carbon in breath and out breath of our atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a, it's a great thing. Uh, you can also just sort of see how nature works in a cyclical pattern, you know, uh, in the relationship that uh, tree, that flowers have with bees, um, you know, or that the rain has with, with, um, with the sun in the ocean in terms of, you know, uh, you know, and or even better, even more appropriate, our relationship with with um, um, oxygen emitting plants, you know, and then we we breathe out carbon dioxide, they breathe in the carbon dioxide, and then you know, so that there's there's cycles in nature that you can see in every instance, and nature can be our greatest teacher. Uh, we need to find a way to live um, with a balanced cyclical sort of pattern um, uh, with with nature uh, and the planet um, and and you know now more than ever we I, I believe in the ingenuity of humankind in order to um, to sort of work to save ourselves in that way it's really our you know our biggest bet and skill in that in that sense right is this ability to collaborate be, be ingenious adapt and and just don't stop right like another topic that i, I i'd love to hear your your perspective on you know is 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 trash or garbage like you know i think we we pretty much see at this point that something needs to change we've seen this like uh ban the plastic straw movement we have a few places in the world banning plastic bags what do you think are next steps in in the phase of integration uh, i think it has to come from the production side i think that uh that that i think we should subsidize companies uh, and and encourage them to create products that are sustainable uh and biodegradable uh, we should there's there's new technologies for plastics uh like made from algae um there's there's all the, i mean there's so many different uh non-fossil fuel based alternatives um in order to to start producing i think on a major scale it's just we have to convince companies that it's fina financial vi financially viable to do so and so that's um it's difficult um especially in a capitalist world like you know that we live in and us being you know one of the main with um along with china um producers of trash you know uh on the planet so you know, so we as the united states uh you know we have a large responsibility to manage our waste and there are ways that we're doing that but at the same time uh i think that it has to start from the ground up in production first. You know, I think we have to start to create new products that don't 
harm the environment as much because frankly we're going to have to you know we're going to have to i mean we need things to carry our you know our groceries out we need something we need we need these 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 things but you know in ingenuity we know that there are so many ways to build this and yeah you, know, you dismiss the plastic or oil era it, it served to what it served but we already at this point understand it needs to it needs to pivot do you do you reckon like regulations are the right way or is it just like uh, you know like create the innovation through through just groups of geniuses and groups of people coming together like the reason why I'm asking is because the situation is still, I don't want to call it dire, but we're seeing through coronavirus, through uh, waves or, or earthquakes or whatever is happening in the world, rising sea levels, that even when, once we're through the coronavirus pandemic, I don't think we, as we said, we're not going to go back to normal because the situation actually is charging up, right? Unless we're opening this valve to go the other way and harmonize with Earth, Earth will continue to show us, hey, guys, I'm hurting. Uh, just like our entire species. Well, in a way, um, we consider as human beings this virus to be a virus. But I mean, the Earth, yeah. if we were to look at it from the Earth's point of view, it's an antidote, <laughs> you know, and because the way that we are operating on this planet um, is unsustainable and is choking and killing the planet. So you know, if I was a planet, I would be praying for some kind of something to stop this creature on my, on the surface, on, you know, my surface, which I actually believe we are part of the planet. I don't believe that we're separate from the planet. I mean, yeah. we came from the planet, we've, you know, evolved or however, and, uh, and I don't, I, I, I consider myself a part of nature. So I don't, um, I think that, um, trash is just as natural as as anything it's just the natural evolution so i i have to believe that that we are part of a grander scheme in terms of how this planet is going to evolve and and um i wouldn't put it past the the earth to to create its own remedies you know and it it, perhaps it's it's um, this virus, or perhaps it's the ingenuity of humans uh, that can that can restore balance. You know, uh, I'm hoping it's the latter. <laughs> no, you know? yeah. yeah, me too. I'm in the same team. Yeah. yeah, that's that's fascinating. Thanks for jumping into some of the more like you know tricky territories and questions. I truly believe, in order to create this this world where people, planet, profit are are uniting right and purpose is, is showing up more and more we need to have difficult conversations every now and then to to learn yeah. to i mean i look i i personally i i don't find it difficult to 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 just look straight on and say okay we're hurting the planet it's us that's that's doing this yeah uh, you know we we need to stop doing what we're doing or we don't deserve to continue on you know and um you know, I, I, if you really look at the vastness of the of the universe as a whole, uh, it's mind blowing, and we're so small. And uh, you know, we could be we could be erased from this planet in an instant. You know, uh, and and our and and in the in the scheme of uh, in the scale of the universe, uh, a thousand years is an instant. 
you know, it's smaller than an instant. So 2000 years is a, is, a, is a, you know, a tiny little blip, even in the age of the planet. So really uh, perspective is important, I think. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, uh, Lucas. I, I want to ask you my, it's like my, um, my homecoming question in every episode. This is kind of the reason why the podcast started. And, and so, you know, I had this inner voice and this inner calling to start asking this specific question, which is when we do zoom out, when we do gain perspective, right? Like the question is, what is your earth vision in the context of seven generations? And seven generations is about only 200 years, really. Yeah. Yeah. What's my vision uh, of for seven generations in the future? Yeah, or just like, what is your dream for the earth? Like, what is your earth vision when you take seven generations just into the context? Um, just what you already did, like zooming out quite a bit. Yeah, well, zooming out, I'm, I'm hoping that we've, the, that we've come to a balance in uh, living harmoniously with, uh, with, our, with nature, um, that, we are, um, that we found a way to keep the, the, the sort of um, individualism that we, that we covet so, so deeply. Um, with the responsibility um, of the whole uh, very very constantly in our minds uh, I think if we if we ha if we if we celebrate individualism but then the collective keep the collective interest in our hearts mm -hmm. then we can still have fun without um, stepping on others when we get there so if we if we if we have that mentality which you know many people who just you know basically want more and more and more and more um don't have they act more like um they act more like um, a cancer on the planet than they do um as i had had said in my speech in at davos uh, my uh more we i would like to be more like a white blood cell on the planet you know somebody that you know that encourages um collaboration and ingenuity in making the world a better place now if we find out that we can do that and we do that then i'd really love to explore the stars and i'd love to you know start start really figuring out and putting all of our efforts into you know I don't know, warp technologies and, and, and bending time and space in order to go vast distances away and seeing what the rest of the universe has to offer. Um, but, but coming at it from a place of, of um, where we can say, we've got our own world um, very much taken care of first. And we, so, so that we're not just spreading our own, um, uh, faulty ideas, you know, when we go yeah. out there. That's a beautiful picture to like have this initial hurdle is that our individual and collective consciousness grows to take this hurdle to be one with the earth. So we can celebrate each individual and like, you know, um, have them be seen as who they are, but also always keep the collective in mind. I think to a degree, this is something, and I love that how you said it, like, I have almost like a, an undisturbable faith that that's a direction of the universe or of consciousness. But then in the human experience right now, you know, it's, it's, um, 
things just uh, seem more imminent because on the timeline they're happening right here today. So yeah, thank you for your answer. No, of course, yeah. Thank you for the question. Let me bring it back to something much more pragmatic, something much more grounded. Uh, we have a few more minutes and I'd love to understand uh, quite a bit more about your, your current musical projects. Like, what are you using this time for that you're, you know, in incubation, I'm sure you're probably writing and, and creating. Yeah. Just share some, some about that, yeah. Well, I, uh, my father and my mother and my brother and his wife were all quarantined together. Um, I've been uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on my Instagram account, and actually on all socials, although I only deal with my Instagram. I have a team of people I work with, but I, I, uh, I, uh, I'll do videos, uh, music videos, where I'll, I'll do an original song or a song of, of a friend or someone I know, um, or my brother and dad and I will sing. Uh, we did a luck reunion, which was supposed to be a show we were gonna have here at the ranch with four or 5,000 people, but that got canceled. So the promoters, we all put together an online live show okay. and we had, uh, we, we raised $200,000 for our charities and uh, it was a beautiful wow. thing. And, uh, you know, helping musicians and, um, and also farm aid and, and, uh, and so that was, we had a lot of uh, of success with that, so I'm sure we'll end up doing more things like that. And uh, uh, and I'm reading the the Odyssey, Homer's The Odyssey, and I've actually gotten some song inspirations from Matt. Uh, I'm doing a I did a project uh, that my friend Peter Coyote is narrating. It's a uh, a homelessness project that I'm trying to help, and I I wrote a song for that. And I tend to like lend my music to different causes because that's what I do best. And, and uh, um, it and uh, you know, in in a way, I feel like I can move people with music almost more than with words. Uh, so that's what I've been doing. I've been reading a lot, watching a lot of shows, and and um, doing my my. My, just kind of enjoying life really i'm yeah. i'm 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 lucky i i don't you know I, i'm not in as bad a place as some folks are you know yeah so that's fascinating i think there's a lot of people these days that are experiencing this pandemic behind their cell phone and they're, they're yeah. you know so do you feel like it is a time to go deeper inside I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're with family like the universe seems to work yeah. out like that right it really did work that work out like that. And um, I've been meditating, doing transcendental meditation um, every day and keeping in touch with folks. I, oh, I just put a record out yesterday uh, called mm -hmm. Naked Garden. So I, uh, that's out now. And uh, I've been Make enjoying sure people's... that into the show notes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I've been, I've been uh, enjoying people's reactions to that. It's been really great. And uh, the reviews have come out great. And, um, and so it's kind of nice just to, uh, you know, the only thing I miss is uh, that human connection uh, in terms of physical, you know, I'd like to be out there on the road playing for big crowds. And I'm hoping that that comes back sooner than later, you know. Yeah. I'm sure it will come back. I think this is one of the, the things that we want to incorporate again into, you know, as we said, let's not go back to business as usual, but let's, um, you know, gatherings, crowds, music. I, I'm totally with you. This is why... I do like to have um, quite a few artists on the show because I think the artistic perspective to a lot of the topics in the world is much more important than 
um, only focusing on the cerebral perspective. Uh, sure. And it, it's almost like it's lacking in our political and systems governing uh, conversations, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, it, we, we definitely can't afford to lose uh, music. And there's a lot of musicians struggling right now. And there's nothing that will substitute um, a live show, you know, for a live show. I mean, there's a special connection that happens when you're feeling the, the actual uh, vibration of the music in your, in your soul and your heart from, from people playing real instruments live. Uh, there's really nothing like it. And, uh, and that's, that's something that uh, I don't, I don't think, I think that there are too many people that really enjoy going out and enjoying live shows um, in this world to, uh, to be afraid to go back yeah. to yeah. it. You know, you know, I think that they'll, they'll definitely be out there. You know. They'll come back as soon as we're through this pandemic. Thank you so much for taking the time to hop on the line with me, um, taking, taking a, a little bit of your Saturday. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Uh, anywhere where people can find you? I think you said Instagram is best. You have a new record out as well. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, I have it on my phone. I had deleted it for a long time, and then I actually downloaded it back uh, when this thing started because I, I just figured, why not? I could just be more involved with it you know since it is me that it represents uh, as well as the band um and so we're gonna we're trying to figure out things uh, that we can do ways we can play shows even online and, you know, um we're working on it but uh thanks a lot for having me i appreciate it this was a great conversation and uh anytime you need me let me know yeah thank you And that's that, another episode of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. I hope you truly enjoyed this one and received some insights, knowledge, and a form of learning that you can directly apply to your life, into your relationships, or maybe even into your business and the way you show up for the world. Because this is a movement and we're all part of it and we're in this together. We're here to create a world of a triple bottom line where you win, I win, and the entire planet wins. We're raising consciousness together, and you know that. That's why you're listening. That's why I love you. So make sure to share the love. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Invite a friend to listen to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And if you have an idea who else you'd like me to interview, make sure you reach out and send me a suggestion. Definitely check out greenplanet-blueplanet.com, the website to the podcast. I've created a lot of different offers for you, free content, free meditations for you to amplify your connection to self, the state of social impact in the world, and for you to connect and listen to who you could support of the people that I actually interview because their missions are ongoing and a lot of them need more collaboration. And after more than 100 episodes now with some of the world's leading social impact experts, I have synthesized my most inspired learnings and takeaways to create coaching and mentorship programs for you and the people around you. Let me share with you about planetary purpose coaching and mentorship experiences. If you're in a space in your life where you're ready to level up to amplify who you are, what's coming through you and what you're doing to give your gift to the world, then I would love to hear from you and I'd love for you to apply to one of my private mentorships or group mentorships. Last but not least, there's a few different group experiences I host both in person and online. All of them are quantum learning environments and I'm happy to tell you more. 
So simply inform yourself and stay connected because whatever resonates with you, I'm here to support you and bring out more purpose into the world. And with that being said, wherever you are in the world, make sure to be you, show up all the way, be all in, connect with someone today, make them smile, have yourself a stellar day. Lots of love to you and until soon.